BFT, you there, bud? I'm here. All right, I'm here. Awesome. What's up? How are you, buddy? What's up, brother? Doing great. Doing great. It's a beautiful, snowy Chicago Friday right now. We're about to get. That's right. You are in Chicago. What's up? I say that's right. You are in Chicago now. Yeah, yeah, it's different. That's Finally a different winter over there, PFT. It's a different cold here. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, it, now, as, as cold as it's going to be, I think it's going to get down to like negative three, negative four degrees next week. Mm. And in that case, it's like I'm not going to leave my house. I'm, I'm going to just sit on a couch. I'm going to get in a car. I'm going to drive to work. And I'm not getting out of my car for any reason whatsoever. Human beings should not exist below zero. It's just it's absurd. When you think about it, zero degrees is uh, as far from freezing as freezing is from 64 degrees. So it's crazy. It's crazy how cold that is. And when you think about that, think about how cold it's going to be in Kansas City this weekend when Tua tries to take the Miami Dolphins in their candy-ass uniform at the Arrowhead Arrowhead Stadium and play in the cold. And it's going to be 90,000 screaming Kansas City fans out there just pretending that it's not dangerous to be outside. And I love cold-weather football. It's awesome. And this is why the NFL is, is the best sport in the world, because people go out there and stand in conditions that will literally kill you uh, <laughs> to, to, to cheer on their team. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pumped for some cold-weather football, man. Snow football is the best. Cold-weather football is the best. And I say that as somebody who's going to be sitting in a heated uh, living room watching it on TV. I like doing that. I don't like going to the games when it's cold. But I love watching other people be cold. I, I bet if Washington had a game in the cold and it mattered and it was a divisional round, I bet you could you could figure that one out. Oh, I'd be there. I'd, I'd be shirtless. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, like the, the, the more excited you are for football, the less clothes you have to wear. That's just how it goes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't know. Demis, you played a few games in, in the cold weather. Yes. Um, I know you're not like from, from the cold. A, a lot of guys don't like the cold. I had no problem like with playing. it. Oh, did you did you do any tricks like uh, we were talking to Booger one time, and Booger was saying that he he used to just you know douse his arms in Vaseline yeah. from head to toe, just cover yourself in petroleum jelly to keep the heat in. Vaseline. Also, you could put a little cayenne pepper in uh, or with the uh, Vaseline on your feet. Some people put the plastic bag over. Uh, put it, one sock on, put the plastic bag over, it, then put another sock in there. You know, try to do different things. And but. I've seen in the locker room, guys, some guys drink, like, chicken broth or beef broth. Yeah, some guys drink Remy. <laughs> some guys drink Remy. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get the antifreeze in you. You also got to put that force field on, on, on you and see if it works. I want to back up real quick because you just said that guys put cayenne pepper on their feet. The they ca- season yeah. their feet. The cayenne pepper, not season their feet, but you're eating what them? it is, is like if you <laughs> – you kind of put a little bit of it with the what's called it kind of it kind of just like I tell you it heats up your body it heats up your feet too to help you out in the cold. <laughs> I, I've never heard of that, but I might have to try it. I'm not opposed to it. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, I'm telling you, I mean, Chicago with that with that cold air and that wind blowing like it does, you're gonna probably need more than that. Yeah, our, our strategy here, from what I gather, is to just um, just get fat. And, and use that as natural insulation. So, um, I, and I love Chicago. I'm not trying to talk anything bad about them, but I think the Midwest people know they they have a, a natural layer of insulation for those those cold winter months for the most part. And I look forward to joining their ranks. And also, they just stay drunk, which is important. So, um, I might have to just stay drunk. That's the way to beat it. It's funny at the last the Commanders finale, whenever the hell that was, seems like a year ago now. Uh, Demora Smith was there. I'm guessing you know D used to run the NFLPA, and we were talking mm-hmm. about we were talking about the Viking the 
the Minnesota Super Bowl and how wildly cold that was. I can't imagine that for three, four months, man. So good luck. Seriously. Yeah, the uh, the, the Minnesota Super Bowl was something else. I, I My first reaction – when I stepped off that plane and it was probably negative eight degrees outside, Ooh. I was walking. I was walking to the cab, and um, I, I started to get this tickle inside my nose, and then it felt like my nose was crunchy. And what it was, it's just like your nose hairs freeze up just from the walking <laughs> from the door to the car. Like you should not. People should not live in, in in that sort of climate. They should not be outdoors. And that's why it just it 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 boggles my mind every year when it happens. It happens every single time. Uh, in the playoffs when there's a game where it's like negative 20, negative 10 degree wind chill, and people are just out there just like, yeah, you know what? Sports, baby. It's all about it. Yeah, they are drunk as hell. Um, yep. JP and I, we, we had some fun in uh, in Minnesota. But I, walked, I left Pebble Beach, got on a plane, flew to Minneapolis. Minneapolis, and walked off with the same jacket I just walked off the golf course with. And that was not working. Not enough. Not <laughs> enough. Not no. um, yeah, that, that's a, that's a classic travel mistake, and I make it every time. Like I'm lucky enough to to have a job that takes me to a lot of different places. I've been all across America, and every single time when I get on a plane to travel, I dress for the weather of the city that I'm in, and not the city that I'm going to. And it's bit me in the ass so many times. I w- I will never learn my lesson. Yeah, that's it. It's a, that one's always tough. Um, we are talking with PFT Commenter here on the BetQL guest line. You can follow him on all platforms at PFT Commenter. Um, dude, so it's obviously been a wild week for coaches. Uh, you know, Saban, Belichick, Pete Carroll. But I did want to, because I was listening to the pod, to part of my take this morning, and I, I at least want to let you, for the D.C. audience, give kind of your 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 last thoughts or whatever before the page it seems like it's getting turned fast here on the Ron Rivera era. Yeah, um so with with Belichick, I I think we can say he's the best coach of all time. I think he's the best football coach that's ever lived, that's ever coached. The last couple seasons haven't been great up in New England, but um you can't let that take away from what he was able to accomplish. And I think an added bonus to this, and I'll, I'll tie this back to DC real quick here. Um, for everything that Belichick did, and he had, you know, he had some teams that had outstanding defenses. I'm talking like some of the best defenses of all time. He oversaw, in my opinion, the best offense of all time on the team that that uh, lost in the Super Bowl to Eli Manning. But that season, that's the best offense I've ever seen play football. Um, he was he was the best football coach to ever coach the game, in my opinion. But it also brings up the secondary wave of conversation of. Uh, talking about, you know, some of these other great coaches and, you know, they weren't all lucky enough to have Tom Brady, the best quarterback of all time at their, uh, you know, uh, underneath their wing as they were accomplishing all these Super Bowls. Mm -hmm. And then people start talking about Joe Gibbs and what Joe Gibbs was able to accomplish over his career, despite the fact that he never had a long-term quarterback. He did it with three or four different quarterbacks and achieved like really, really high. He had three quarterbacks in three different Super Bowls with three different running backs. Uh, which yep. was maybe as as big of a position, if not bigger, at the time. So he had three different running backs, three different quarterbacks, and three different Super Bowls. I think he got to one or two NFC Championship games with a fourth quarterback. I'll have to look up these stats and and, and see exactly what he did. But um, I, I like I like being reminded every now and again because I do feel like Joe Gibbs is is the forgotten great coach in uh, in the NFL, and he's gone on to have success in NASCAR. He's doing great things in that, but it's good to have a reminder every now and again of, of just how good Joe Gibbs was. And also 
the man got the man got the Washington Redskins to the playoffs twice uh, in the mid two thousands. Won a playoff game with yeah, Dan Snyder as an owner. Exactly. He he won a playoff game. He he won a playoff game with Dan Snyder as an owner with Mark Brunel or like the skeleton of Mark Brunel as a quarterback. That might be as big an accomplishment as at least an NFC Championship game in the eighties. Well, no. Joe Gibbs he did what Stefanski is doing right now in, in uh, Cleveland. Yeah. Coach, regardless of who's the damn owner. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I like the fact that we're talking about him. But, yeah, um, Belichick, greatest football coach of all time. Nick Saban, probably in the top. I, it's hard to compare college to NFL, but uh, the greatest college coach, I think, of all time, Nick I, Saban. I so while that they retired within – or one retired, one was uh, mutually fired is the way that I'm going to refer <laughs> yeah, to it. Mutually fired. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, we both agree that I should be fired from this job right now. That's kind of what what Belichick said. But I, I think um, you know it's, it's just crazy that the two greatest to ever do it at their profession left their jobs in one way or another within about 15 hours of each other, which to me feels like the biggest coincidence ever. Or they might be teaming up. I actually I was joking around when I first said it, but then I thought to myself like, you, if Nick Saban and Bill Belichick did a football podcast. Imagine how many people would listen to that. That's I think I think that would surpass uh, the Kelsey Brothers podcast without even dating a Taylor Swift. Well, Belichick is single, so maybe he could maybe maybe Belichick could could find a, an old uh, an older lady to to take with him along the way to get some publicity. But I mean, if they wanted to do anything together, I think that you know the sky's the limit, especially for Saban. He's gonna have a lot of free time on his hands. I don't know what he's gonna do when he's not coaching football. But some of these guys, when they stop coaching football. They go crazy, and they drive their they drive their wives crazy, and their wives are like, "You have to go coach again." Go Please do something. Get out of my house. I, I gotta 